Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about whether your belief system is keeping you stuck in your life and in your relationships. So make sure you check it out. This week, we're going to talk about whether or not you play the victim in your life and in your relationships. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be back here with you today and to talk about how we can get into the rut of being a victim in our life and in our relationships with the people that we love. And I want to shed some light on this so that maybe after hearing this episode, you may have some perspective shifts in seeing it through a different lens that might be more empowering for you to start experiencing different results. So I want to talk about this victim mentality that sometimes we get stuck in playing because of our human nature. So I want you to reflect back to the last 24, 48 hours where you've experienced a fight or a disagreement or, you know, something that caused you some pain, some hurt feelings where you walked away more or less being that victim of the situation and circumstances that were going on. I want you to get that, that moment back in your mind. And I want you to ask yourself, did you have the thought of if he just would have blank, you know, fill in the blank, whomever it is that you're thinking of at this moment, have you had the thoughts of, well, if he would have, or if she would have, whatever that thought is, would have followed through, would have come home on time, would have shown up for our family like... Um, they do people outside of our family, whatever the thought is. Have you had that experience where you're just looking at what someone else could have done differently to have made your situation better? Now that's part of this victim mentality. And let me share with you, it is easier for us to blame others than to believe. I'm going to say it again. It is easier for us to blame than it is to believe. Because our brain, our human nature, this brain that we have that is impacting the way that we show up day in and day out is wired for safety and comfort. So when you attribute your happiness in any way to your spouse, you become the victim. 
because they're not say, do, behave in a particular way that is able to make you happy. And we, we've talked about some of this with expectations and how that impacts us in our relationships. This is very similar. So I'm going to give you another sentence here and I want you to fill in the blank. I'll be happy when blank. How do you fill that in? Here's some thoughts that I have heard myself, clients, people that I interact with say, well, I'll be happy when he loves me, or I'll be happy when I'm respected. I'll be happy when I'm prioritized, or I'll be happy when I'm fulfilled. When he makes me a priority or our children a priority, when they listen and obey, right? Here are these thoughts that we have that come into our existence because of an experience that we attribute our happiness to the people that we love based on the way they show up with us. And this is how we play the role of a victim in our relationships. Think about this. Feeling loved happens based on how you interpret other people's words and actions. This is how most of us are wired. We feel loved based on how we interpret other people's words and actions. So sometimes we think that we're good judge of characters, but have you ever been surprised by someone's behavior that has really, you know, just caught you off guard and been taken back by what you thought, how it was going to play out versus what actually happened? I know I've been surprised. This is truly a slippery slope. All the should be's, should say, should do, should behave. When we are using those should statements in our relationship, that is putting out this means of judgment and expectations on those that we love. And I don't know about you, but I am far from perfect. So when I catch myself with these thoughts, because my brain wants to live in safety and comfort, so my brain naturally wants to blame everyone else. There's nothing wrong with me. It's everyone else in my world. If everyone else would show up differently, then I could be happy. That is a myth. It is not real. You choose happy. It is a choice that you get to experience when you choose it, regardless of your circumstances and situations. You know, here's here's this thought. If they cared enough about my feelings, I've had this thought. You've heard about my bed, my bed making experiences and um, my husband going to work. These are some of the thoughts that I've experienced. If they cared enough about my feelings, they would do more of blank, whatever that is. They would do more of prioritizing me making me feel loved, respecting me, all of those things, and be less of who they naturally are. Do you see? Does that sound different to you? When we hold these expectations of what we think things should be, we start expecting them and hinging our happiness to their behaviors in a way that We're asking them to be something different than they are so we can maintain our happiness. And you guys, it just doesn't work that way. If you want to own your happiness, it is something you choose in every moment that you go through. It is looking for the opportunity of growth and learning and expansion. That is this life. 
that is how we experience it. So when we have these thoughts, you know, these stories we tell ourselves that if they just be different in all of these areas, then I'll believe I'm lovable. Your ideal of how you want to be loved is you putting your happiness external to you. And here's the thing, there truly is not a right or wrong in the way we as human beings want to express and feel love. There's just two different people with two different needs. And this is in a relationship, right? But look outside of the relationship. Anytime you're dealing with these situations, there's two different people with two different needs. And that's okay. Because in the end, we need to find the love we want within us. You need to believe that you are lovable before someone can actually love you, to truly love you for all of you. Because here's the thing, if you're not willing to love yourself completely, holistically, all of the imperfections, all of the flaws, all of the shortcomings, and all of the amazingness that you are, if you're not willing to embrace all of it, how can we expect anyone else to embrace it? So think about how you see yourself in your relationship and identify ways that you can meet your needs for happiness within you, not dependent upon anyone external to you. So whatever it is that you are wanting your spouse to do, this is the secret, you guys, whatever you're wanting your spouse to do, that is exactly what you should do. How you're wanting to feel love and happiness is exactly what you should be doing for you. People give what they want to receive. Again, think about this. You give the way you want to receive. And so if you're giving the way that you want to receive love, I know I'm, I'm, um, I do this quite often, acts of service, and I show up in that way of serving and serving and giving, and I'm wanting the same in return but that's not usually how I receive love back. And so I have to be open to how others are able to give love, meet them where they're at. And as relationships evolve and we open the means of communication in a way that builds our relationships up, then we can start aligning and collaborating together in such a way that we can ask for the type of interaction and connection that we need with our partner and children. I want to share with you a tool. I call this the victim no more. It's the three A's to victim no more. The first step to this tool is awareness. You must be aware that their behavior, the way that they're showing up, what they're saying and what they're doing has nothing to do with you. So do what you can to not make it personally about you. The way people show up in our life has less to do about us and more about where they are. That's number one, this awareness. Number two, why don't you believe you aren't fill in the blank, loved, cherished, appreciated, respected? Ask yourself, why don't you believe that you aren't? 
This is where it's important that we don't guilt our spouse into meeting our needs, but rather fulfill the needs that we have ourselves, and always choose vulnerability over blame. And that can be hard because vulnerability, I share with you, is the greatest strength any of us can have. When we can be vulnerable enough to open up, to experience a means of connection and hear the words, no, that can hurt. And as long as we are willing to stay vulnerable, then we can start making progress and transformations in our relationship. And that's not easy. Trust me, vulnerability is strength. I'm just letting you know, living in protection, protecting your heart is the easy thing to do. It doesn't feel good. I've lived there for a very long time. And it does not feel good to live from protection. And I thought that was the easy way. I really did. I thought protecting myself would save me a lot of pain and hurt and heartache. And I was wrong. It just made me disconnected from the people in my life and not experience true happiness and joy and love. And do I have moments of hurt? Absolutely. But it comes with growth and a learning and a gift that I get to identify as I go through these moments, learning more about my partner or my children or my family, whatever it looks like. Step number three, it's assumptions. And it should be generous assumptions and interpretations. But I just, I'm going to go with assumptions here, but be generous in the assumptions and interpretations you give to others. Give them the benefit of doubt that their intentions are good and they're having a bad moment or a bad week or days or month, whatever it is, right? There's usually something more that is going on within them. It is okay to feel disappointment. There is nothing wrong with that. And we have to be willing to be okay when we have these moments of disappointment, to be able to allow the emotion and then release it. When we aren't willing to experience disappointment, which was me, we leave no room for any other opinion. The only opinion that matters is ours. And this is how you isolate people the fastest. Because people who aren't heard and feel that their opinions just don't matter and it's your way or the highway, I've heard that before, (laughs) that that's how it's felt. They perceive this as control and no one wants to be controlled by another human being. Not even our children, guys. No one wants to be controlled. We want the ability to choose and know we are empowered to choose and to make decisions ourselves, and to have that sense of belonging. These are basic human needs. And when we don't give room to anyone else in our life, we isolate ourselves from the ones that we love. Now, difficult things, difficult circumstances and situations will happen. It is part of this learning experience, but it's how you choose to respond that really matters. Are you going to take ownership of your happiness, feel the opportunity of growth because it feels uncomfortable? It's not an easy thing. But when you step forward in courage and really embrace the experience, this is where you have an opportunity 
to transform how you're experiencing life and be able to experience new levels of love and happiness more than you could imagine. And it starts with being open and vulnerable and not living from protection, which can be hard. I'm speaking from experience. But on the other side of that is a whole new world of possibilities and amazingness. So the call to action for this week is, I want you to examine the victim stories in your life and in your relationships. What are the meanings you've assigned to specific behaviors or actions or words? Bring them into the light, really examine them. And then I want you to start identifying ways that you can fulfill your needs those things that will bring you happiness and joy, make them internal to you, meaning that there is not a dependency on anything external to you. Not, let me say, of human nature. (laughs) That there are no other humans that you're depending on to show up in a particular way that you can really own your happiness. This life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.